are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, downmyportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are playing my locker room that I recorded yesterday. Uh, the quality is not the best, I will admit. Locker room really screwed me over this time because I wasn't able to connect my microphone, my mic that I use for the podcast, and my headset. So I had to use uh, just my uh, Beats, uh, my Beat Solo headphones to record this. I had to use that mic instead of my actual podcasting mic. So the quality is not the best on this. So I apologize for that in advance. Hopefully. Micro microphone fixes itself, so we don't have those issues next week. But still, recapping D-backs Wild Weekend, talking about yesterday's win, Merrill Kelly start, talking about Zach Gallon start, and just talking about the state of the D-backs right now. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. At Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump into that locker room conversation. D-backs win. Let's start it off right. D-backs win. Beat the Colorado Rockies. D-backs take three out of four. From the Colorado Rockies and the D-backs right now on fire winners. Ten of their last 13. The D-backs are playing like one of the best teams in baseball right now. And next, I'm hoping to get Arm laying on the show on Tuesday because the D-backs got a series against the Miami Marlins starting off on Tuesday. But today, D-backs winners of three or four against the Colorado Rockies. Beat them today 8-4. Took a loss yesterday. 6-14, to 14, which we'll talk about too. But first two games of the series, they won the first game on Thursday, 5-3. to three. Second game, 7-2. to two. Then the loss yesterday. And today's win, 3 out of 4. Now if we look at the updated, excuse me, MLB standings, let's take a look at them real quick. Let me pull them up on my trusty laptop. Listen, guys, they're two games above 500. They're 15-13. and 13. They're only, uh, they're still in fourth place in the NL West, but fourth place with 15 wins. They're only one win against, uh, one win behind the Padres who have 16 wins. And look at that. Speaking of the Padres, we got Javier in the locker room right now because the D-backs only one game behind the Padres right now in the NL West division standings. Two games, two wins, I should say, behind the Dodgers and Giants. It's a pretty close race right now. And even though the D-backs are in fourth, uh, I think that's, pretty good uh, when you look at their actual record because if they were playing in the NL East right now the D-backs would be first in the division by a couple games so I'll take fourth in the NL West the toughest division in all of baseball because uh, if you put the D-backs in any other division they're in first 
or second place pretty much in any other division. So we'll, we'll take fourth right now, but the D-backs are looking good. Winners of 10 of their last 13, and today, uh, pretty up-and-down game in terms of uh, the lead going back and forth all game long. But the D-backs, uh, the, the bats, I guess you want to say, came out to play today. The old cliche, the bats came out to play today. Uh, started the scoring off by Nick Heath in the second with a double. He scored, he scored Dalton Varsho. And if, you, if you're just looking up and down the lineup today, D-backs, nine hits today, which is not as much as they usually do. They actually got out hit by the Rockies today, 12 to nine, but the D-backs haven't been striking out as much. Eight strikeouts today. So as long as you're striking out less than you're getting hits, I'm pretty proud of that. And Paven Smith today, friend of the pod that we like to say, home run today. I know he's on JT Shorter's, uh, fantasy team so that's a big help for jt over there paven smith has been a stud recently let's see if we could go on baseball reference and pull up his splits over his last seven to 14 days because i don't know them off the top of my head but i know when i'm listening to these d-backs games the broadcast i always love to mention and bring it up how paven smith has been on fire recently and how he needs he needs to keep getting playing time once the d-backs get healthy because let's not forget there's a lot of there's a lot of injuries right now with the D-backs. Uh, we don't see trusty old uh, uh, Ketel Marte, of course. We don't see Christian Walker, who would be uh, that's the spot Paven Smith is manning right now. All right, I got my solos connected now, so I could plug my iPhone back into the wall. But Paven Smith on fire recently. I got his splits pulled up. Trying to do like three different things at once. Let's see. The last seven days for Paven Smith. This man is on fire. This is the reason why JT Shorter picked him up off the waiver wire. 300 batting average over the last seven games. Uh, 889 OPS. Only got one home run during that time. That's okay. Just been putting in work because when you watch Paven Smith, he's not a power hitter. He's not a slugger. That's his biggest knock against him. A guy who had drafted in the first round. First baseman. Not a lot of power. That's what you don't normally see from your first baseman. First base is the power position. Usually your first baseman might be your, your cleanup hitter, your main slugger in your lineup, your home run go-getter. And Paven Smith is not that. As a first baseman, this is a guy who's batting leadoff, batting at the top of the lineup right now, batting second for the D-backs because he might not be a power hitter, but he's a great contact hitter. This is a guy who... Just knows what to, knows what to do at the plate. Great approach. He's not trying to do too much. He's not a guy trying to swing for the fences. If it's a pitch inside, he's going to swing it early and try to pull it. If it's a pitch outside, he's going to try to take an opposite field. Whatever the pitcher gives him, he's going to give back. And he was phenomenal in today's game for the D-backs. One hit, but a two-run home run, which was crucial for the D-backs today because the D-backs were down 2-1 after three. That home run in the fifth gave them that lead. After uh, after Trevor Story in the third retook the lead from the D-backs uh, to put them up two with two-run home run himself. Trevor Story has been great in this series, back-to-back games with the home run. Uh, I'm just waiting for that guy to be moved pretty soon to get him out the division because he's a D-backs killer. We all know the Rockies have no idea with what they want to do right now, the, their direction of their franchise. We just saw, I believe, their GM recently or someone in their front office step down uh, pretty recently. So the Rockies have no idea what they're doing uh, at the bottom of the NL West. They're pretty much the only team in the division, not in it. 10 and 18, eight games below 800. So I predicted this was the perfect series for the D-backs to pick up a few wins. I predicted the D-backs are going to win three out of four this series now. 
I think uh, I, I didn't predict which games uh, the D-backs were going to win. I, I think I pretty much guaranteed they were winning Bumgarner and Zach Allen start. I think I thought they were going to lose today's game with Merrill Kelly on the mound, but Merrill Kelly looked pretty solid out there. Uh, back-to-back now, good starts by Merrill Kelly uh, in his last game against the Padres. He had his first quality start of the season, first win of the season uh, by Merrill Kelly, or maybe not first win of the season, but first quality start of the season for Merrill Kelly. That game against the Padres, he went six innings, allowed one earned run, and then today against the Rockies, he went five and two-thirds, Gave up seven hits, but two earned runs. Six strikeouts, I believe, was the season high for Merrill Kelly. He allowed that one home run to Trevor Story, but still looked great out there on the mound. We'll talk more about today's game, but first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it. And if you go on D-back social media right now, you can see Eduardo Espar. Hold on, let me get on Lockdown Diamondbacks to retweet this because after the D-backs wins, Eduardo Espar, David Peralta, they get their guys together. They get the clubhouse together, and they start dancing. They start going crazy on TikTok, doing some Hispanic dance moves. Uh, the whole team is just going crazy, and it's just a fun thing to see on social media. This team is having fun right now, which is not something they did at all last year in 2020. This team did not have a lot of fun. There was not a lot of smiles surrounding this team. Eduardo Espar, he's looking like the 2019 version of Espar. He was good again today. Uh, had a pretty late uh, RBI picked up in this game. Uh, he, he followed that Paven Smith. Home run, he was able to get RBI double later in that game after Van Meter got on base. And Escobar went one for four in this game. He's been pretty solid. Uh, uh, Chris uh, just had to check something. Just got a quick message from Chris Manning, our locker room coordinator, because I have, I'm having an issue with locker room over here. I can't pull the web version up on my browser, so... I'm getting no feedback in my ears because I don't have my microphone plugged in. And it's just a lesser experience. I want to make sure I'm getting the best quality out there for you guys. So uh, I wish I was doing this on the web browser, but it's okay. I know our guy Chris Manning will uh, figure that out. But Escobar today went one for four, picked up a double. Josh Van Meter got two walks, scored twice. Uh, David Peralta, two for four. The freight train, Javi. The freight train, David Peralta. Uh, let me look at the MLB stats right now because David Peralta is right up there in terms of RBIs among all players in the National League. And it's pretty surprising, honestly, because he doesn't feel like a guy who's been uh, 
destroying it right now. He, he doesn't feel like a guy who's really taken off yet this season. But from that cleanup hole for the D-backs, he's been effective. He's he just been a guy who's been straight killing it with runners in scoring position. And he's been coming through in that area, which as your cleanup hitter, you need your guy to do. And that's what the freight train has been doing all season, trying to pull up the National League stats. So rambling a little bit. But David Peralta entering today, tied for second, one RBI, one RBI off the NL lead for 23 RBIs in the NL. That's the lead right now by Jesse Aguilar of the Marlins. David Peralta with 22 RBIs. So right there. And he picked up how many more today? David Peralta picked up uh, zero today. That's okay. Picked up two hits and a run scored. So the freight train continues to deliver from the cleanup hole. Uh, Steven Vogt today. This The catcher position of the D-backs this year has been insane. It, it's been the best in baseball. But you can say uh, there's not really an argument for, for a better catcher playing the position right now than Carson Kelly. Maybe a Buster Posey who's been on fire too. But Carson Kelly should be right there in the MVP conversation the way he's been playing. And then anytime he sits, Steven Vogt usually steps up and delivers. One for three today, two RBIs, a run scored as well. Josh Rojas, that dude, I'm really liking Josh Rojas. Uh, let's look at his splits because he's been a guy who started the season pretty slow as well. After coming out of spring training, hot out the gates. I mean, this dude lit up spring training. I think he finished spring training tied for the lead. Uh, among all hitters in hits, or he was top two or top three or something crazy like that. Uh, jo- Josh Rojas absolutely killed it during spring training, and recently he's been picking it up as well. Oh, look at these splits by Josh Rojas. I haven't looked at these in a while, but in his last 14 days, Josh Rojas, what is he doing on the season? Oh, okay. On the season, Josh Rojas is batting 234, but in the last 14 days, that's 11 games, He's batting 394 during that time, 444 OBP, a 1263 OPS, four home runs. This guy, Josh Rojas, is a budding superstar. All right, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but Josh Rojas has been on fire recently. Love the way he's been playing, and I, I think he just has so much swagger, honestly, when he's playing, uh, when he swings the bat. I just love the way he looks after he swings. And then Dalton Varsho today, the young stud prospect who, if Carson Kelly struggled this year, might have been nipping at his heels, but Carson Kelly ball now and the Dalton Varsho with all the injuries. Cole Calhoun going back on the injured list. We brought Dalton Varsho back up, and he had a good day, two for four, one RBI, two runs scored. Nick Heath, the newly acquired center fielder uh, with all the injuries, he's been playing pretty well as well. So the D-backs offense looked pretty good today, able to put eight runs on the board. Uh, broke it over, broke it open in the bottom of the eighth with four runs scored in the eighth, which was really important because after Merrill Kelly went out, Alex Young came in, got the one out he needed to. So he had a good outing about Alex Young, who now has a two five three ERA on the season. Pretty surprising because I didn't think Alex Young had an ERA that good. Kevin DeGinkle came in right after. He pitched a pretty good inning as well. But Chris Davinsky, back off the restricted list, was not good pre-restricted list. Uh, seemingly gave up an earn run every time he came in. And they came in today, uh, first time back after uh, – I think it's the first time back. Actually, let me look that up. I don't want to give you guys wrong information. I feel like I didn't see Chris Davinsky yesterday. But, again, uh, after the D-backs started getting crushed by the Colorado Rockies, uh, my attention span on that game started to, to dwindle a little bit. So uh, I was watching that game until I saw the D-backs were down like 10-2 to or something. But uh, – 
Chris Davinsky, okay, so the last time Chris Davinsky pitched, oh, he came back on April 29th, actually. So, whoopsie, totally forgot about that. But Davinsky today came in, uh, was not good because, as I said before, before Chris Davinsky, uh, you know, free injury on the restricted list, I said it seemingly felt like he gave up an earned run every time. And that was actually the truth. He only came in two times before he was put on the restricted list. I forgot how little of a sample size he showed us, but he had two earned runs and two outings before going on the restricted list, came back on the 29th, had a good one-inning pitch. And then today, uh, in his short time frame on the mound, in the one inning he pitched, gave up three hits, two earned runs, struck out two. Uh, was not very good at all. Don't like Chris Davinsky that much, considering how poor he's looked this season, nine ERA. So bullpen was good outside of Chris Davinsky, and he basically gave up, not even basically, he gave up the lead. I mean, D-backs were up four to two until the eighth inning. They looked like they were cruising. The Davinsky had to come in and just pretty much mess it up, uh, gave up the lead. And just didn't do the D-backs any favors after that. But after he came out, Stefan Crichton came in. He pitched the final inning to give the D-backs the win. So good job on Stefan Crichton. And just looking at the stat cast numbers, yeah, Merrill Kelly, 85 pitches today. He threw 63 strikes. So this guy was just attacking the zone. Uh, didn't really give up, you know, a ton of hard contact. I mean, the exit velo against his curveball saying 98 miles per hour. but it seems like he had some really good curveball pitches, but there was a few pitches that left the plate too much. He did leave a couple pitches hanging, especially on that Trevor Story bomb. So that didn't work out for Merrill Kelly uh, in that situation. But overall, great game by the D-backs to pull off the win, move to 15-13 and 13 on the season. We'll wrap up the pod with some Zach Gallen talk and talking about Saturday's game. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love Built Bar is because I'm a health conscious guy. I try to go to the gym when I can, and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. You can get a free cooler purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Well, let's talk about yesterday's game because yesterday's game was not a fun one to watch. The D-backs lose 14-6. to Zach Gallen on the mound uh, was not the best Zach Gallen performance. Definitely the worst that we've seen from Zach Gallen so far this year. Uh, I'm looking at the pitching yesterday. Man, I must have not, I must have really turned the game off yesterday because looking at the box score, I did not realize Adrubal Cabrera came in to pitch yesterday. Cabrera apparently went two-thirds of an inning, uh, got two outs, one hit allowed. He threw nine pitches, six for strikes. This guy, Cabrera, might be the third-best player out this bullpen right now. So 
good for Cabrera. Wyatt Matthewson came in as well. So apparently the D-backs had two position players going to the game yesterday. I, I did not see any of this. So that's to let you know where my attention span was at. Uh, during this game, because once the D-backs, let's see, once the D-backs went down 10 to 5 in the eighth, uh, I think that's when I was starting to get off the game, especially, I, I think once the eighth inning came on, the D-backs went down 8 to 5, and the Rockies started to really blow it open in the eighth inning, because this was a pretty close game for most of it. D-backs went down one nothing after the first, but then they were able to get two runs back in the third inning before falling behind again 4-2, to two, and it was just a back-and-forth affair pretty much. Close game throughout. Uh, D-backs starting to fall behind a little bit as it got to those middle innings. Trevor Story had a home run in the sixth to put the Rockies up 6-3. to three. Andrew Young came back with a solo home run uh, uh, himself in the bottom of six, make it 6-4. to four. And then it was just all Rockies after that. They went on to score uh, – they, they went on to score 14 runs in total. They put how many runs on – they scored seven runs in the eighth, absolutely broke the game open. 18 hits by the Rockies in yesterday's game. Zach Allen, worst performance by him on the year, but he didn't give up a ton of runs. Still only gave up four earned runs, four innings, six hits, seven strikeouts still. So he still had some good by Zach Allen, but uh, his stuff looked good out there on the mound. He had good break on his pitches, good movement on his pitches. When you talk about stuff, it was definitely there for Zach Allen. What well, wasn't there with just the certainty and the confidence that we usually see from Zach Allen. He just didn't look locked in yesterday. He was checking the card a lot, the pitching card for the signs and things like that. Uh, just never seemed exactly what, what never seemed to know exactly what pitch he wanted to throw next. So just a lot of indecision by Zach Allen. So definitely the worst start of him by uh, on the season. First start this season, he allowed more than three earned runs. Uh, we know we all know about Zach Allen, the 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 record he had to start his major league career. Uh, only he threw, or not only threw, he threw 93 pitches in four four innings yesterday. So threw threw a good amount of pitches, only 57 strikes. So still has a three four eight year right. Caleb Smith came in after that and. We have been having glowing remarks about Caleb Smith because he's been an absolute tank for this D-backs team out of the bullpen. Excuse me. I hope you guys couldn't hear that burp. But Caleb Smith has been an absolute tank out of the bullpen for the D-backs this year. Arguably their best reliever. Two earned runs uh, yesterday. So definitely not the best Caleb Smith. J.B. Braskakis, the man we've all been wanting to see since spring training did not have a good outing again yesterday. So maybe JB Briscockis isn't quite ready for the big leagues just yet. That's okay. He's still a super young guy. Matt Peacock, who's been one of those just human interest stories, who was a guy who out of college, wasn't ready to play baseball, worked on like his family's farm for a little bit, then decided to get back into it. Now he's here on the major league level and Peacock, Got absolutely crushed yesterday. He gave up seven earned runs, only recorded one out. So D-backs decided to save their bullpen, going down a ton of runs, decided to just put in a couple position players and Wyatt Matheson and his Drupal Cabrera. But the D-backs, uh, not a great game from them yesterday in terms of pitching, but at least they still got six runs on the board because uh, if you look at their box score, Haven Smith was able to pick up another couple hits. Carson Kelly, three RBIs. Uh, Javi, on my most recent pod on Friday, I made the conversation. Well, I made the conversation. I made the debate. I made the argument, I should say. I made the argument that Carson Kelly should be in the MVP conversation. And on MLB.com, they recently came out with their top five 
MVP voting poll. And Fernando Tatis was number five. And I said Carson Kelly should be ahead of Fernando Tatis in the MVP, MVP conversation right now because comparing the two side by side, it's actually not even close to who's been better this year. Carson Kelly has Fernando Tatis in pretty much every statistical category from the traditional numbers to the, to the advanced numbers of war, uh, RCS plus anything you want to look at. Carson Kelly has been a stud this year, and so I, I have to put Carson Kelly ahead of Fernando Tatis right right now. I'm not saying who would you rather take to start your franchise. Uh, I, I'm not saying I would rather take Carson Kelly over Tatis to start my franchise, but if we're doing MVP conversation right now, Carson Kelly definitely deserves to be ahead of Fernando Tatis because Tatis pretty much only had that hot series against the Dodgers. A lot of errors this year. Carson Kelly has been nearly flawless for the D-backs this year. So he definitely deserves to be in that MVP conversation this year. And the D-backs right now, uh, surprisingly, you might not know this, but the D-backs offense is humming right now. This this team is actually better than what we realized heading into the season. Yes, it's still early. Yes, it's a small sample size, but I don't care about any of that because whenever someone tells me that, I say, guess what? You play 162 games and you're still only going to finish a half game behind uh, the teams in your division. You play 162 games, and still in the final week of baseball, every game matters because after 162, it really does not matter, honestly. Yeah, thanks, Javi, for the acknowledgement. Appreciate the respect, uh, but that's okay. Tatis will probably be in the MVP conversation uh, come the end of the season, but right now uh, he's probably uh, more in it because of name value than actual production. But for a filter, the National League stats right now. We're looking at the offense. Uh, let me filter it real quick. Boom. The D-backs. If you look at runs scored in the National League, the D-backs are number one, ladies and gentlemen. This is the best offense in the NL, and who would have guessed that? Nobody. Another uh, eight runs today. This D-backs offense is humming, and think about how they're doing that. No Ketel Marte. No Christian Walker. No Timmy LaCastro. Uh, they, they basically have no one in the back end of their bullpen. I know that doesn't count for offense, but this team has been hurt. This team is just plugging and playing guys, picking dudes off from their alternate site like a Dalton Varsho, a young guys like that. They, they made a random trade for Nick Heath, who I'd never even heard of, and then all of a sudden he's the starting center fielder every day. The D-backs are doing it with glue and scotch tape and just putting this team together, and right now it's working. I love how this D-backs team is playing. Uh, hoping to get Arm Layton on the next pod to do a crossover so we could talk about how the D-backs are going to crush this team. Uh, the Marlins are struggling right now. Talk about how the D-backs fleece the Marlins for Zach Allen. But I do got to be honest, I have Jazz Chisholm picked him up off my waiver wire. He's been pretty solid for that team this year, so I actually like Jazz uh, Chisholm. So I actually think that's going to be a win-win for both teams. But D-backs right now riding high, winners 10 of their last 13 games. Uh, they're coming for the Padres. They're coming for the Dodgers. They're coming for the Giants. I'm not saying this team is going to finish first in the division, but the way this team has looked so far through about 22 games, 23 games, however many it is, this got me thinking that they could be a playoff team, not a division winner, but a first or second wild card team, a team that wins 87 games, if that's enough for a wild card, because right now uh, it doesn't look like uh, right now, uh, most of these teams aren't looking too scary, honestly. 
in the National League outside of our own division. Uh, I'm not really too scared of a lot of these teams. I mean, Nationals are 500 right now, leading the NL East. The Brewers, they're looking pretty good at 17-11. Cardinals are looking pretty good as well, but uh, I don't think those teams are really scaring me that much. So I'm taking the D-backs right now. And right now, the D-backs, one game back of wild card spot. I'm definitely going to take those odds. So that's going to be it for this edition of Locker Room. D-backs get another dub. They're looking pretty good right now. They're winning a ton of games, and I'm pretty happy with the results. It's been a fun time covering this team so far this season. I'm happy to continue it. Shout out to everyone who joined the locker room this week, and I'll catch you guys next time. Deuces! That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Sorry once again for the lack of quality in today's podcast. We'll be better uh, moving forward, of course. It shouldn't be that poor of quality when I'm using my locker room audio in the future. But remember... Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Boskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Hopefully on Tuesday, we got a podcast going with Arm Layin, host of Locked On Marlins. He's also the host of Locked On MLB Prospects, so maybe we can do a twofer, talk about the Marlins, and talk about uh, MLB Prospects as well. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Deuces!